guys today about expectation. Amen. How many of you guys have seen all the craziness that's going on in the world right now? There's a whole lot of crazy stuff happening. I might a little bit. Is that okay? Just a stat. Very, very small amount. You know, all that stuff uh, happened in Israel, and it's still happening in Israel. It's not done. Um, it's still happening. And, you know, as young people, younger people, I should say, we're young people, right? I mean, that's, that's fair to say. Praise the Lord. I'm not 30 yet. That's coming next year. Not the 30s old. It feels old to me, but only on me, not on y'all, just on me. <laughs> I appreciate that. That makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> it's just when people say, I can't believe you're going to be 30 next year. That's when it starts to stress me out a little bit. Um, Ayla's told me 30s are the best years. I'm looking forward to it because I've had some pretty good years. And if 30s are better, I'm, I'm going to be in good shape. Um, but anyways, this stuff began to happen in Israel. And we're not going to talk about that. But what was weird to us is, you know, for the first time, I think, in our walks with God, were we seeing the, what the Bible says would come to pass in these last days. You know, I think that during different times in history, we've always seen very similar things. Oh, he's spitting up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> That's on the recording and everything, I think. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right, buddy. Mom's got you taken care of. Amen. But that stuff began to happen, and we're new parents and everything like that. You don't really know how dangerous the world is until you become a parent. You're not really aware of, of everyday dangers. Um, you know, for the first time, I started thinking here recently about the electric plugs at our house. And here pretty soon, imagining Isaac sticking his finger in an electric plug. And I'm like, I probably need to keep that in my head because once he's mobile, I need to do something about that. Um, it's just things you don't really think about before. Uh, the, the way that you drive, the, the areas that you go, the things that are happening in the world. Don't even go there, Ayla. <laughs> the things that are happening in the world. And Ayla, she shared a little bit that she had battled right after Isaac was born in her emotions. And it wasn't a major battle. You know, it was a few weeks' time of just a little weariness. Um, and what it was, it's, it's a natural thing. Your hormones go crazy, and there's a giant flush of hormones that go through your body and it causes you to feel a certain way. So she was going through that and uh, this stuff with Israel began to happen and immediately there was an attempt of the enemy to drop fear on Ava. Um, and I recognized it as soon as it happened, I saw it happen and we began to come against that thing and declare the word of God. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Um, fear doesn't come from the Lord. It's not his plan and purpose. And we reject it in the name of Jesus. And as that stuff began to happen, that fear would come up, not even really for Ava, but get this. It, it's what was interesting about it. It's like, man, I really, I really, I like our life. Our life is really good. I don't want anything to come and mess this up. I don't want anything to happen to Isaac. You know, when we're gone, and this is something it's kind of irrational. When we're gone and, and if Jesus hasn't come back and I, Isaac's in this life all by himself, who's going to take care of him? Like, that's way down the line. You know, don't even, don't even talk about that right now. I want to think about that stuff. Um, but that's the, those are the kinds of things that this time provoked in, in Ayla. And her expectation really wasn't tuned to the right thing. Her expectation was what the news was saying, what, the, what TikTok was saying, what... Um, 
even, you know, somewhat what the word was saying, but through, through an incorrect view, through an incorrect light. You know, the word of God can be scary if you're not viewing it through uh, his love. <laughs> Amen? Revelation can be scary if you're not seeing that through his love. God's love revealed is he comes and he gets us and takes us away from the craziness here. You know, that's, that's his plan and his purpose. Um, but when you view that in an incorrect way or you view that if, through fear, that's, that can be a scary thing. But her expectation wasn't tied to the correct thing. Her expectation was tied uh, to her flesh and to what she was seeing. And of course, you know, I'm trying to encourage her. I'm like, it's, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And then Pastor Ziggy gets up here. He's like, it's not going to be all right. Like, so I, uh, Pastor Ben got up here and he's like, nope, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And I looked at Ayla. I'm like, don't even listen to that. Don't, we just got you to the other side. Don't you, don't you, don't go there. No, but she, the Lord helped her work through that. And she has an understanding now of, of really what, what it is that God's doing. But yeah, Pastor Ben was up here and he's like, yeah, and then they're going to start killing people and they're going to start doing this and doing this and doing this. And I'm looking at Ayla and she's like, her eyes, her eyes are already big as it is. They were big. I'm like, oh Lord, here we go. Here we go. We're going to have a talk when we get home. But when your expectation is not tied to the right thing, when your expectation is tied to previous experience or what it is that's happening in the world to your flesh, to your family, um, something that we very purposefully did before Isaac was born is we established in our family, in us, in what we were going to be doing, that Isaac was not going to run one single thing in our family, not one thing. We weren't going to respond emotionally to his demands, even as it's tough. You know, when he's a baby and he's crying and stuff. But sometimes I'll still say it because I'll see myself drifting over there. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to respond to you emotionally. We're led by the spirit in this family. You're not going to run things. We put things in their proper place. Um, my dad heard me do that one time. He's like, you're so mean. Like, yeah, well. <laughs> but we have, you, you know, those are some things that some people need to do. And I believe if Isaac's anything like me, it's going to be necessary that we establish that from the beginning. <laughs> Amen. I'm surprised he hadn't tried to get up here and grab the mic already. Amen. But when our expectation is tied to the wrong thing, it leads us to, to, to a bad place. You know, we would worship different if we came with the expectation that as we praised and worshiped, God would inhabit our praises. How many of you know that? That's his word, that God inhabits the praises of his people. That's his word. And you know, so many people, that the way that they view that is through our focus is on him inhabiting our praise and not on the praise itself. You know, for him to inhabit your praise, you have to praise. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the only one still standing when everybody gets wrecked under the power of God because I was counting on their praise to get me to the other side. When everybody's broke out and I'm counting on somebody else, you know, I've lived through that season of life. I believe that we go through those seasons that that we're relying on. I believe I've gone through a season where I've relied on A-list praise to carry me through. Thank God for his grace because it somewhat worked for a period of time until he met me face to face and he said, uh, we're done with that. <laughs> and then I felt nothing and I got nothing and it was, a fresh, it was a very frustrating and humbling experience. He's like, you're going all the way back, all the way to the beginning. You're starting fresh and it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. I'm not gonna leave you there. It's gonna be all right, but you're gonna get this figured out. We would praise and worship different if we, if we would do it like he was actually going to do what he said he was going to do. You know, when we lay hands on the sick, amen, Isaac, when we lay hands on the sick, we would pray different if we really believed that the sick would recover, like his word says. 
Amen. But some, sometimes we come and we're set in our ways, going through the same religious motions, and we prolong what it is that he's trying to do. You know, this season right now, I believe that the Lord has had a real corrective tone in what it is that he's saying. Has anybody else been aware of that? That as the Lord has spoken, the way that he's spoken, has, it's, it's been in love, of course, but he's bringing correction to the body. He's bringing some alignment to the body. And we need to, to hear those words and apply them to our lives. Amen. We have to hear the word of the Lord today and expect that word to come to pass. Whatever he's telling you to do, whatever he's telling you to do, do it. Amen. I'd rather, I'd rather step out and do it and be, be off and be wrong than to not do it at all. Amen. 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 So in worship, shout. If you need to sow, if you have a seed to sow, you need to be faithful to sow it. You know, I, if you got a seed, if, if, if the Lord told you to, get, to sow a seed to Miss Rhonda today, it would be wrong for you to hold on to that seed. That would be wrong to you, wrong for you to do that. That would, that would, put, you, that would put you in a bad place in receiving what it is that he's doing today. So if you got a seed for Miss Rhonda, I mean, I'm not trying to put any pressure on you. We're not taking up an offering for Miss Rhonda. But what I am saying, if he told you to do something, you need to be obedient to do it. So shout, so run, pray, praise, intercede. Amen. That spirit of intercession has been coming on people for, I believe, weeks and months now. Um, I know when I was in high school, that spirit of intercession would come on me regular. I would talk to Ted about it because I knew that the Lord worked in Ted that way, and I needed to know what was going on. And, and it's just like he said. It's like, like somebody reaches into the inside of you and takes their arms, and it's like this. Right, right Ted? Isn't that how it is? It's like somebody's like this. You know, anxiety almost feels the same way. Very, very similar. Very, 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 very similar thing. Um, but when that spirit of intercession comes, remember that uh, you can't neglect what he's told you to do. You know, respond to intercession the right way. I love that Ted, that spirit of intercession uh, will come on Ted. But you know what Ted didn't do? He didn't stay home. He may be in intercession, but he may be on the floor in the back row. He may be up at the altar, uh, but he didn't, he didn't stay away because of what, what it was that was happening. So, amen. Do, do with that what you will. Don't miss out on things. That's what I'm saying. But the Lord, he's drawing us to a place of prayer. And it's a place that some of us have never experienced before. To some of us, to some newer believers, this is all brand new. You know, to some people that have been around for a long, a long time, like Ted and Debbie and uh, Charlie and Shelly, I believe that they've seen some of these, at least probably most of these things you've seen before. These, this stuff has happened in some way, shape, or form before. It's not really a new thing to them. Um, but to some of us, it's brand new. This is my first time ever living through some of these things. Ayla too, we talk about that regular. It's like, this is brand new. I don't know anything about this. Um, but our expectation has to be tied to, to his word and what it is that he's telling us to do. Amen? So uh, turn to your neighbor, say this. Where's your expectation? Say it, turn to another neighbor, say it again. Where's your expectation? Amen. Amen. Check yourself today. Where, where, where is it that you have been expecting? What is it that you're expecting him to do? And why are you expecting him, into, expecting him to do it? Are you expecting it because Pastor Ziggy said? Because, you know, that's not really right. You can't expect because Pastor said. You can't expect because uh, Miss Rhonda said, or like Carolyn will say, Elder Rhonda said. Amen. You can't expect because of that. You have to expect because you heard the voice of God, that you heard the word of the Lord. Amen. You have to expect because he spoke to you. 
How many of you desire to hear the voice of God on a regular basis? You know, the voice of God in your life is not Pastor Ziggy. I saw somebody post this on Facebook and it really, it took everything in me not to comment on it. It's not even somebody I really know that well, so it wouldn't have gone good anyways. But they posted this and they said, I'm so sick of prophetic people prophesying things that people already know about themselves. And I thought, that is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. Because if somebody prophesies over me, I better know it. And if I don't know it, it's going away for a while. Amen. I'm going to talk about a word that I got that I, I did have to put on the shelf. And it, it, it was years before I, I had an understanding. But isn't that a dumb thing to say? Prophetic people, they should be telling you things that nobody knows, that you don't know for your own self. No, that's not right. We're not led by prophets. We're not led by prophets. We're led by the Spirit. Amen. The voice of God, uh, when it comes through a prophetic voice, when it comes through the office of a prophet, um, it, it should be confirmation to what it is that's working in us. Or at least, you know, if, it, if it's not confirmation, then it, it needs to be confirmed at some point. At some point, the Lord's going to speak that to you. But in this season, the Lord is tightening things up. You know, I believe that's happening here at Winner's Church. I believe that, that things are beginning to tighten up and we're, we're, we're seeing new processes come into place and we're following after the Spirit. It's not, you know, Hilda, she mentioned logistics. You know, logistics in a Spirit-filled church are altogether different than like logistics in your job or anywhere else. Logistics in a Spirit-filled church are based on what He has told us to do. It's based on what He's saying, the way that He's leading us. Logistically, we've established some things in uh, the hospital ministry, which is awesome. Um, those, those are not rules that we're governed by. They're kind of guidelines, but everything in this church is subject to one thing, change at any point in time based on what it is that the Spirit of God is saying. This whole service could change at any moment based on what he's telling us to do, and we have to be willing and obedient to follow after him wherever it is that we, uh, that we uh, need to go. While we were sitting here in worship, what was I was wrestling with in my spirit was, do we need to go on with worship? And I was saying in my own self, I was just saying, Lord, if I don't need to preach a word, I won't say a word. If we just need to go on, then that's what we'll do. Of course, he led us a different direction, but there has to be a willingness in your heart. There has to be a willingness, willingness in your heart to not take the microphone if you don't have anything to say. There has to be a willingness in, in your heart to, to, to be quiet unless the anointing comes. Amen? I don't just want to hear uh, whatever words you have to say or whatever message you have to preach. It needs to be anointed. Amen? And that's, that's the wrestling match that I've, I was, I've been going through over these last several days preparing uh, for today. And, uh, you know, I'm making an attempt as I'm talking to you here right now uh, to find him and to follow him. Amen. We should, that's what we need to be doing today is finding him and following him. He's tightening things up. And I believe right now he's bringing his children in close to hear his word and command. You know, I think that that's what he's doing from all over the world. He's drawing people in close. He's bringing people into that secret place and he's, and he's speaking to us. Twyla, I listened to Twyla um, teach healing room. I listened to the recording and it was awesome. Um, and I, I heard you, you dropped my name too. I heard you drop my name. It was uh, when I said that thing about the, the, your mind being the, the enemy's playground, if you let it. Uh, I thought that was funny when I heard that, when you said that, Tyler, you know, Tyler said this, I, was, I laughed out loud, literally laughed out loud. Um, amen, but I listened to Twyla and she, she was teaching healing room. And you know what I believe was happening in Twyla as she was preparing for that? She, there was an attempt 
to find the Spirit of God and to follow after Him and to, to be obedient, to do whatever He told you to do. And I believe that you did that. I, I hope that you sense that in your heart, that, that you were obedient to do His Word and what He commanded you to do. Um, you know, the receiving is up to us. We just, as ministers, have to be obedient to deliver the Word. Amen. But every day I'm attempting to be led by the Spirit. Every single day I'm attempting to be led by a Spirit. In my job, I'm attempting to be led by the Spirit. You know, and I'm putting that in its proper place regularly. This is secondary to everything else. I mean, it may take last place in comparison to everything else at different times. Um, there are some days that Isaac is a little demanding, and Isaac demanding is pretty minor, just to be honest. He's, when he's demanding, he's still really easy. But um, sometimes that means work gets pushed way on the back burner. It's like, this isn't important right now. I'm not, I mean, it's just not important. Um, for what, a paycheck? Ayla makes a paycheck too. Just let it go. Amen. He's tightening things up. He's putting things in their proper place. But we have, to, we have to be led by the Spirit. When the flesh rises up, I do my best to put it down. But we have to be willing to examine ourselves. How many of you are willing to say that you are not as regularly led by the Spirit as you would desire to be or as you should be? I know that's me. There are moments every day where I become aware of, I could have done that differently. He really probably was leading me differently. There's conversations that I have with Ayla where I step away and I think, that probably could have gone different if I let the Holy Ghost talk, if I let him speak. Amen. It's not always, it's not always uh, my job to bring a word of correction. It's not all, you know, it's not always, I tell Ayla this, that I, this was a couple years ago, but I told Ayla, I, I have to learn that it's not always my job to teach a lesson to somebody. <laughs> but I really want to real bad. You know what I mean? I really want to. <laughs> so every now and then, yeah, every now and then she'll remind me, you don't need to teach them a lesson. Somebody will cut me off and she's like, she'll see my knuckles turn white on the steering wheel and she'll be like, you don't need to teach them a lesson. Just calm down. It's all right. Amen. Some days I do really well and other days not so well. That's just fact. I believe that's the truth for all of us. But every day we have to intentionally humble ourselves. Uh, say humble. We have to humble ourselves. You know what that means? It means whatever it takes, you need to bring yourself low and allow him to be brought high in your life. When the Lord sees you, you know what he sees in you? Everything that you were ever meant to be. He sees your complete potential to do all that he has called you to do, to have everything that he has called you to have, to be everything he's called you to be, to do all that he's called you to do. That's what he sees when he looks at you. He, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's not looking for a clean house. Do you guys realize that? When uh, we have koinonia, there's always a frantic moment before koinonia that it's like, okay, I gotta get this place together real quick. <laughs> um, Isaac, for some, some reason, it's just like everything makes its way to the living room. Everything that he, he owns, I'm, his dresser might as well be out there sometimes. The whole dresser, his crib, dresser, everything. We might as well just move to the living room sometimes. You know when the Holy Spirit comes and he looks at our life and he sees mess in our life, do you know that that doesn't change the fact that he still wants to dwell there? That doesn't determine, the mess in your life doesn't determine if he does or does not want to be involved in your stuff and be involved in your life and to touch those places that need touched. You guys realize that, right? That's the truth of his word. He, when he sees you, when he desires to use you, when he fills you, he's not filling you because you're clean. He doesn't fill you because you're clean. He fills you because he says that he would. Amen. And he does that on a regular basis. So 
I think sometimes the way that we approach God is, I'm going to clean this up real quick, and then I'm going to go to him. Sometimes Sunday mornings, that's the trap that we fall in. Let me clean this up real quick before I go in there and worship. No, that's not the way that we do things. That's not the, the life that he's called us to walk. Amen. I know we're laid back today, but press in today. The Lord has something for you. Press in. You know, when, we're, when there's chaos in the atmosphere, and there has been, there has been for, for several weeks here lately, not just here at the church, but as a whole. You know, we had all kinds of issues today with media things. Uh, the first thing that happened is Marissa didn't show up at 730. I got to give Marissa a hard time. I mean, if I got the microphone, I was telling uh, Ayla and I don't know who else last night. I think Gil I think I said, I mentioned it to Gil. I said, um, or maybe it was Br Rachel. Who, it doesn't even matter who it was. Um, whoever it was, I was talking to somebody last night and I was telling them, I'm gonna have to bring up the lottery and kind of exaggerate that story again. Cause I have like the last five times that I've preached, I've, I've messed with Marissa and told her that if she told me if, if she'd win the lottery, that she'd give me a couple pennies. I told her I'd give her a million dollars and she'd give me her two cents. <laughs> No, I just had to give her a hard time. But there was, there was some chaos when it came to media today. Um, the screens didn't want to work. Pro presenter didn't want to work. The sound, I'm surprised that the sound didn't just turn off. The lights didn't want to work. The lights still never worked. They never turned on. Um, there was some chaos. What'd you say? And no Bibles. Amen. I hope you brought your Bible. Amen. I didn't know about that one. It'll be all right. But there was some chaos involved. You know what we should do when we see that, there's, that there's, there are those things happening? How many of you have ever gotten sick on the way to church and you turned around and went home? Come on, you be honest. Raise your hand because I know some of y'all are sitting here right now. I don't know how you guys can lie in church and feel okay with it, but... I appreciate your honesty, Julie. <laughs> but amen, Isaac, not us. Ayla doesn't let us do those kinds of things. <laughs> but we, we need to begin to recognize that there's a, an attempt of the enemy to distract us. You know, today that those things happening, I believe that that was an attempt of the enemy. You know, at some point, you know, we just said, we said, that's just going to be how it's going to be. We've done it without TVs before. We'll do it without TVs. If we have, we have no, no sound system, I mean, so what? But at some point, we just have to move forward. You know when that comes to sickness in your body that tries to rise up when you come to church? You should recognize that as an attempt of the enemy to get you off course. Show up anyways. If you're real sick, sit in the, par sit in the parking lot. This door, it has a giant gap in the middle of it. Get real close. Put your ear up to it if you have to. I mean, whatever, whatever it takes. We got sick during revival one time, and we were trying to determine, do we still need to come together? Do we still need to go and be a part of what it is that the Lord's doing? And we decided... I mean, if we have to be in the parking lot, we'll be in the parking lot. That was before we found out that everybody else in the building was also sick. Um, of course, then we just came together anyways, and Eric made some chili. And, uh, you know, I preached it. I didn't tell you this, Eric, but I preached at Pastor Aaron's church in Chickasha. He was here during that time. And uh, I, I think our chili cook-off or something like that came up. And I was talking about Andrew's nasty chili. I don't know how he always wins because it's not even good chili. But... Um, <laughs> Amen. I need to be careful. But Pastor Aaron said it. He said, do you remember that revival that I came and preached at and Eric tried to give us all that COVID chili? I said, yeah, I do remember that revival. That was a funny day. He's like, yeah, he had a fever. He's like sweating into the bowl of chili. And it was pretty funny. 
I'm going to be honest. I think I ate some of that chili that day. I don't think it stopped. I mean, I was sick anyway, so I think I might have eaten it. Hey, Amen. we need to get back on track here. Man. <laughs> it did. It did. It affected me. It, af- it affected all of us. <laughs> now, that's the truth. It did affect all. Everybody, you guys don't know because you weren't here. Everybody in the whole church got COVID that, 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 probably that day, probably that service in that moment right there. It happened. It spread. It spread like that. <laughs> Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. No, right now the Lord, he's in a mode of correcting, and we have to be obedient uh, to, to hear that correction. You know what? You know when he corrects, when the Lord corrects, I find myself now more than ever to be thankful because it means that he's answering my prayer. When I said, Lord, please don't do this without me, he's correcting me so he doesn't have to. He's correcting me so I can, I can be a part. He's correcting me so I can flow and function. You know, this is something that Rachel, I don't think you'll mind me sharing this. I'm sure you've talked to others about this too. This is something that Rachel, uh, Rachel Jack has, has, has talked about and asked for prayer for, that there are times the enemy has just tried to get her off course. And he's convinced her that if he gets her off course enough, that she won't be able to fulfill the plan and purpose of God in her life. You know, that's a lie. It's a lie because you're born again. So his attempt is irrelevant. You know, it sucks. It sucks that it happens, but it, it didn't do anything for your walk with him. As long as you walk. You know, that's the place that we're in right now is that he's saying, it's time to walk. You know, all this time before that I've lived born again, I've been born again for, I can't remember how long, and it probably doesn't even really matter. It's between 13 and 15 years. I can't remember exactly. I think 13 or 14 years. Um, to some, that's not a long time. That's an accomplishment to me, to be honest. With some of the things that I've walked through, I'm just thankful to be here today. Amen. But all of this time I'm realizing now was just, all that was just preparation. All those times that he used me that I thought, man, this was awesome. That was some of the best times of my life. It was all in preparation for this moment right now. And the training wheels are on. And the training wheels are no longer on. That's the season that we're in right now. He's saying, all right, it's time to walk. You claim my name, it's time to walk it out. How many of you sense that in your heart? This season right now, that that's what he's telling you to do. That this is the real deal. That this isn't practiced anymore. When we step out in the hospitals and we go on the streets of Oklahoma City, it's not practiced anymore. You know, all of those hundreds of souls that were one, praise God for that. Uh, maybe thousands now. Uh, how many years has it been? Seven years? Seven years. Sheree just said it the other day. It's been seven years of outreach. Seven years. That's probably thousands of souls uh, maybe tens of thousands. I don't know. I know it's a lot. The number is huge. It's, you know, some people, they go downtown and they will minister and they'll, see, they'll be happy because they, got, they saw one person born again. Our team goes down there and it's like 17 minimum. It's just, it's a supernatural thing. The Lord, he, he uses us in that way and we're obedient to do that. But it's incredible. But you know, all of that, all of these years of doing that was in preparation for right now. It was in preparation for you to walk it out every single day. Now, don't, don't, don't go skipping out on outreach or anything like that, but it was in preparation for you to do this every single day at your job. You know, I know where Miss Rhonda works. I know there are people that need to get saved over there. I know there are people that need a touch from the Lord. I know that there are a bunch of carnal people. I hope none of them listen to the recording, but at, at the Museum of the Bible, there's a bunch of car, carnal people at the Museum of the Bible. Come on. But he's in a mode of correcting us and bringing things, tightening things up and bringing things right, bringing uh, alignment. 
But he, he wants to do it with us. He doesn't want to do it just, he doesn't want to just do it for you. He wants to do it with you. You know, as the body of Christ in the way that the Lord has done things in the past, we get so hung up on this. We get hung up in our giving. We get hung up in everything that we do in, in this exact same way. Our focus is always in what can the Lord do for me and not what can the Lord do through me? What is it that he desires to do? We're always looking for, when, we, when it comes to giving, we, 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 f- our focus is always on receiving, always. I'm giving because I know he has a harvest for me. Well, you know, that's not really right. We trust the Lord, believe God for his harvest. That's the truth of his word. You should receive your harvest. Amen. How many of you have ever, ever received a harvest on a seed sown? Ted, you, you're seeing them all the time, right? Us too. We're seeing them all the time. Um, all the time. Thank God. Same day. Amen. How many of you want some of those same day harvests? I know I do. Amen. Same day. Amen. But you know, when you focus on the receiving aspect of these things in the kingdom of God, you're really missing out on the blessing. You're, mi- you're missing out on what it is that he's desiring to do. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. When revelation comes, it exposes the area of our life, the areas of our lives that are contrary to his plan and purpose. You know what re- revelation is? I mentioned this, I think, a couple weeks ago. Revelation is God's love revealed through his word. Anytime you get a revelation, some people think that that's just like, I realized something. No, you saw things through a different light. You, saw th- you were exposed to the love of God in a way that caused you to see things differently in his word. That's, that's the truth. When you're exposed to his love in a different way, and because God is such a loving God, that happens all the time. It'll happen your entire lifetime. You'll, you'll be exposed to his love in a new way. You'll see more of his love. You'll see his love in others. That's something that the Lord's done in me over the last probably five or six years. I see people different than I've ever seen people before. I do my best to see um, people for, for how God sees them and what he's called them to be and what he's called them to do. For some reason, that hasn't carried over uh, to when people are driving. But I believe that it will at some point. Ayla prays all the time. She's like, you probably shouldn't call him that. I don't go cussing or anything like that. But she's like, you probably shouldn't call him that. I do have some, some interesting names uh, for people. None of them are that bad. Ayla doesn't care for them, though. <laughs> Amen. We're real laid back today. That's okay. It's not a big deal. I just didn't expect. I didn't expect you guys to be this laid back. Amen. You got a word, Isaac? But when revelation comes, it exposes those areas in our, our life that are contrary to his plan and purpose. His ability to work through us direct, is directly related to our expectation. You know, God has a, difficult, a more difficult time working through you when your expectation is, in, is found in the wrong place. When your expectation is found in the flesh or in circumstance or in what you see on the news. You know, if you watch the news, you just turn it off right now. I think we had to do that during COVID. Just turn it off and leave it off for a little bit because the news, it's not good. There's not, they're not telling you good things. They're also not telling you right things, but they're not, definitely not telling you good things. Amen, there's a narrative. Ayla and I were talking that that narrative has even um, kind of gone over into social media. You know, our, our source of news is not really like Fox News or CNN or anything like that. We get our news different, a different way because I think of our age and uh, the time that we're living in. But even that news, it, it, there's a narrative being pushed. It's not right. We, if you want to know what's going on in the world, you need to get in the Word of God. 
You need to get into his word. You need to get in the spirit. You need to pray. You need to hear his voice today. Not, don't, don't just live on a word that you got 50 years ago. You need to hear his word today. Whatever he tells you to do this day shall you observe to do. You need to hear his word today. Amen. When that revelation comes, though, what it does is it exposes something in you. Revelation should always expose something in you. You know, I, I question sometimes somebody has a revelation that applies to everybody but them. And when I say I question sometimes, I question every single time. When revelation has, it's, a, it's, a, it's corrective in nature and it applies to everybody but them because they got it figured out. Anytime that the Lord has revealed something to me, it's always been, hey, you, you're the one. He never told me David's the one. He never said David needs to fix this and it's going to be better for you. No, he's always said, you're jacked up. You need to fix this. You need to adjust your attitude. You need to be this. You need to avoid this. You need to stay away from this. Um, you know, every time I've tried to get over there and pay attention to end times teaching, the Lord has led me away from that. It's like, it's not the time for that. It's not the time for that. Right now, I, I would be grateful if you'd let me get in there a little bit because there's some things that I want some answers to that I want to dig out. I'm just not, it's not where he's, he's speaking to me right now. What he's talking to me about is correcting things in my life that bring me into alignment with his plan today. You know, it's hard to focus on the last days when, you're, when you are caught up trying to uh, be led by the Spirit today, when you're caught up trying to hear His plan and purpose today, when you're caught up trying to serve Him today, when you're caught up trying to be a Christian today. You know, that's where some people are at. Some people are at a place where it, it can be difficult remaining a Christian every single day. If that's where you're at, there's truth in His Word. You just have to get in there and find it. There's hope in his promise. You just have to get in there and see it. That revelation will change your life. Amen. But if he's revealing something to you, it's for you. Amen. It applies to you. Whatever he says to you, this day shall you observe to do. When we pray, we have to expect him to do something. You know, I believe that there are times that I've prayed where I was going through religious motions and religious tradition, not really believing God to do something, but just kind of filling the time and hoping that his grace would make up the difference. Thank God some of the time that worked. Some of the time his grace did make up the difference and he came through and he rescued me anyways. But in the season that we're in right now, it's not the, there's not the same, that same grace does not exist in my life for me to just say, pray the same religious prayers and do the same religious things. I can't sow a seed in the flesh anymore. He, he doesn't let me do that. Um, there, there have been times that we've sat in services that I've had to go stand in the back just to get myself over there to that place where as he's correcting me and correcting my attitudes and correcting my mindsets, just to get myself over there to that place in the spirit so that when I'm sowing or I'm giving in an offering and things like that, that I'm doing it with an appropriate heart, that I'm not just going through the same religious tradition. I refuse. Not one more day will I go through the same religious garbage. I'm not doing it. Not one more day. Not one more. That's the commitment that we made, that if he has nothing to say, then I'm not going to say anything. If he's not, if he's not doing anything, then I'm going to go home. If, what, whatever it is that he's doing, I'm a part of, but aside from him, I'm out. I don't have time anymore. I don't have time anymore to go through the motions. We can't just play church. You know, I believe that I've trusted the Lord for years and years um, since he spoke to me to go uh, and do what I would consider full-time ministry. I believe that we're doing that right now. It, just to be honest, it feels real full-time. Um, it's definitely taking the primary focus in our life. Um, for a thousand percent sure of that. Uh, and Pastor Ziggy, you know, he's, he's really helped us with, the, with that thought process. But I know that the Lord has told me some specific things that I'm to do. 
and I've trusted the Lord for years to open doors and for years to do different things, and I'm 100% convinced that I could have made that happen in the natural. I could have gone out and done a whole lot of work and gone a whole lot of places and preached a whole lot of messages and done a whole lot of things. It would have been outside of his will, but I could have done it. And I may have a bigger platform, but it would have been in the flesh. You know, Pastor Ziggy, I believe that that's the truth of his life as well, that Pastor Ziggy could have a much bigger platform and a much bigger reach than he, do, than he does currently in this, in this season and time right now. But it would have been done probably in the flesh. It would have been done in the natural, playing the political games, going through the same religious tradition, the, the same religious garbage. Um, I refuse. I'm not doing it. You should refuse it too. Amen. But yet sometimes we come to church and we lift our hands in worship and that's just as religious as some of the things that we preach against. We have to worship in spirit and in truth, amen? We have to worship in spirit and in truth. Come on, it took us a second to get over here, but we're over here now. Let's, let's pay attention to what the spirit of God is saying right now, amen? As we worship, we have to worship in spirit and in truth. I'd rather not lift my hands at all. You know, and there are times, don't get me wrong, because I know there were some of the most difficult times of my life just some years ago, not, not a real long time ago, just, just a few years ago. Just, y'all know when. I don't even have to say it. Y'all know when. Y'all know all my business. <laughs> Amen. Where there were, during that season and during that time when I would lift my hands, you know, sometimes that was a, a, a faith statement. Some of that was emotion and faith. Um, Lord, I'm not really feeling this right now. I'm not really, I'm not at that place right now. I understand that. I understand that being in that place and going through those motions and doing, doing the word of God, you, you're never wrong doing the word of God, but I'd rather do the word of God in the spirit than to just walk through. I mean, there are plenty of other churches that you go to and do that. They're probably out of church by now, but there are plenty of other churches that you could go and do that. Amen. But I desire to, to follow after the Holy Ghost and be obedient to what he has told me to do and to do everything that I can in the power and strength of his might and not my own. Amen. We have to be obedient to the spirit of God and what he's doing today. You know, when we minister the word, before we ever open our mouths, we should expect the anointing of God to come and the voice of the Lord to fill our mouths as we yield to him. You know, Nakia, when you come and you, you take the microphone and worship, and I'm sure that this is how it is for you. It's, it's not that I'm saying that you should do this. I know that it's this way. Um, I know that you make efforts to do this. Rachel, same thing. All y'all that, that lead worship, same thing. Um, there should be an expectation on your part that when you open your mouth, that it's his voice that comes out. If you're doing any kind of encouraging or ministering, if you're doing anything at all, before you ever get a microphone, you better get anointed. Amen. That, that, that unction should come. That unction should be there. If you're just talking to talk, we've had enough of that. Amen. Amen. That's where I'm at. That's, that's exactly where I'm at. And I believe that's where God's at, that he's tightening things up. He's, he's, he's bringing things, he's bringing clarity to things. He's bringing clarity to what it is that we're called to do. He has really cleared some things up when it comes to our walk with him. I'm talking about Ayla and myself just personally. He's really, you know, pastoring in any kind of way was not on my radar. It's not something I saw. When I saw, when I saw myself, I didn't see myself here doing what I'm doing today. I definitely didn't see myself calling guests and things like that. That would, Ayla maybe, but I did not see myself doing that. Um, now I'm doing a whole lot of that. 
I didn't see doing some sort of discipleship in trying to help people through some of the things that they're going through. And I thank God for it. I'm not, it's not a complaint or anything like that. I love every second of it. But I didn't see that. When he told me all that I would do, I saw myself doing all the fun stuff, all the laying hands on the sick and limbs growing out where there were no limbs and uh, cancers falling off. And I saw myself preaching and people falling out under the power of God as I ministered the word of God. I saw, I saw him doing all of these demonstrative things. What I didn't see was uh, the work that he's doing right now. And you know why he didn't show me that? Because I wouldn't have ended up here. Amen. I would have been doing the fun thing somewhere else. I would have been doing the fun thing out somewhere else away from where he had me to be. Some of you understand because you'd be in the same mode. You'd be at a different church at a different time doing something different. Some of you would be at home. Amen. Some people are listening to the recording right now and they're at home. We're not going to call you out by name today. Well, not, not yet anyways. We may get, if we have time, we'll get over there and do that. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> and don't send any Facebook messages after this asking for prayer or anything like that because we're not doing it. No, we'll pray for you. I'm just joking. You know, this is a season where he challenges and changes us not to be comfortable, not to sit by as opportunity passes by, but to jump in. Amen. To jump in and do what it is that he is doing, to follow him, follow after the Holy Ghost. You know, for some people that means... Uh, for some people that haven't been to outreach, that means you may need to get to outreach. For some people that haven't been to the hospital to pray for the sick, it means you may need to get to the hospital. Be, be obedient to do what he's told you to do. For some people, it, it, it means um, being quiet. You know, that's a, that's a season that I walked through where he's like, I don't want you to talk right now. You know why I couldn't talk right now? Because I couldn't talk without bleeding on everybody. Amen. We're going to move past that. Come on now. We have to, you, have to, you have to be honest with where you're at in your life. You have to be honest with where you're at in your life. Some people need to be quiet. That's just a fact. It may not be forever, but some, some, for some it needs to be right now. I'm not saying that with anybody in mind or anything like that. I just know that that's, that's a necessary season when you're working to be humble, when you're humbling yourself and you're allowing God's plan and purpose to, to be activated and, and to function in your life, that's a part of humbling is waiting for his word. You know that rest in the spirit looks a lot different than rest in the natural. Rest in the natural, you know, you lay your head down, you go to sleep. Rest in the spirit doesn't look that way. Rest in the spirit, there's action involved. Resting in his presence, resting in him, there's action involved. It's, it's following after him. It's stepping out and doing things that you don't want to do. Amen. Amen. This is a good time to throw this in. It's going to seem random, but it's not. Ted stepped in and did something this morning he probably didn't want to do. Because somebody, possibly in this building, probably in this building, definitely in this building right now, <laughs> clogged up a toilet and just left it there this morning, first thing. I almost lost my breakfast. I just disgusting. Don't do it again. Amen. But Ted, I immediately, just the other day, Ted told me, he said, I'm built different. That stuff doesn't bother me. And when I saw that and almost puked my guts up, uh, I saw Ted in my head flashed right before my eyes saying, that stuff doesn't bother me. So I came to Debbie. I said, where's Ted? We need, we need Ted right now. <laughs> we need Ted right now. Normally it doesn't bother me much either, but I think it's because I just ate and it was bad. 
I've never seen anything quite like that before, just to be honest. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're going to read some scriptures here in a minute. You're going to have to have your Bibles out because it's not working. We're going to move past that. But this is the season where he challenges and he changes us not to be comfortable. You know, I've found the times that I'm comfortable in my giving, it's not because I've arrived at the place where he wanted me to be. It's because I need to do something different. It's because I need to sow more or do something greater or do something different. We're in that season right now where he's stretching us out. Um, it's not, I can't remain in that place of being comfortable. He's stretching us past the place. You know, I think that everybody just has a minimum. We have a minimum amount of money that we give without really having to hear much about it from the Lord. Uh, Michael Twiley, you guys probably have an amount that you give where you don't really have to hear the voice of God on it. It's like, this is easy to give. I'm not going to sweat it over this. We have an amount like that. So I, I, all y'all probably have an amount like that where it's like, I can give this. And we, so we have that amount. And man, right now, more than ever, the Lord's like, that's your minimum. That's not my minimum. You need to do more. And I'm like, Lord, you said you'd provide seed to the sower. He's like, yeah, are you going to believe me for it or what? All right, Lord. That's the direction we're going here. So that's the mode that we're in. We're trusting the Lord. We're believing God. We're trusting his word. That's what we need to be doing. Amen. He'll provide seed to the sower and bread for food. We always em emphasize the bread, but we don't ever emphasize the seed. Amen. He desires to use you to give. He wants you to be a giver. Ayla's got a, a second cousin or something. Is it your second cousin? Yeah, her second cousin right now, he's, I'm about to have to go see him and I'm gonna have to be a Christian. I don't really wanna be. He's one that I wanna teach a lesson to real bad right now, but he, he got on my Facebook recently and he's like, well, tithing, that's Old Testament. Uh, Christ, he delivered us from the law. Like, you clearly don't read. That's what I wanted to say. I was nicer than that, but you clearly don't read and obviously don't know anything about what you're talking about, so just be quiet. That's, that's what I wanted to tell him, but I didn't, I didn't say that. I said, actually, the word of God says this, and I just left it alone. In person, it might be a different story, but no, but the truth of the word of God is that he wants you to be a giver. Our emphasis should be on giving and not receiving. That's, that's the, he's tightening things up right now. Amen. I think for too long that, that, that has been what's held people back is their emphasis has been on Lord, do it for me, do it for me, do it for me. And not Lord, what do you want to do through me? What is it that you desire to do today? You know, when you come to church, you should come to church with the attitude of, Lord, what would you have me to do today? What is it that I can do? What is it that I could do? Do you want me to be a blessing to somebody? I'll be a blessing to somebody if that's what you want. You have a word you're desiring to speak through me? I'm open. You got a tongue or interpretation? I'm open. Amen, I'm open. I'm open. You know, I can honestly say I'm open. When, when Gabe and the worship team were up here and they were playing, I'm open to going on with worship. I'm open to all of those things. I can't always say that that's been true. And if you're honest with yourself, I don't think you could either, that you're, that you're open to, for, for whatever it is that he's desiring to do. But I believe that he's bringing us into alignment. I believe that's the season that we're walking in, that he's bringing us into alignment today. Amen. And I was talking to Ayla about this. There you are. Switch seats on me. I was talking to Ayla about this, and I was thinking about Elijah. And uh, we'll, read, we'll read some of it. I don't want to read all of it because it's a lie. But I was thinking about Elijah and you know, Elijah heard the voice of God. He heard the voice of the Lord. He was a prophet of God. It's incredible. Um, some of the things that the Lord did through Elijah was incredible. Um, Y'all know the story of the prophets of Baal? And all that happened, and then they all got killed? It's pretty awesome. 
But then what I think is crazy, did they say something funny? I just think, I think that was pretty awesome. What I think is crazy about that is Elijah saw God do something so demonstrative and so incredible and then tucked his tail and ran because Jezebel started talking. Jezebel started talking. Amen. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. We used to, we used to call Nakia Jezebel, Jezzy. That's what we call her, Jezzy. It was a joke because somebody else called her Jezebel. So we just made fun of that we, for years. I mean, it was a long time. And then we called everybody Jezebels. And that wasn't right. That wasn't a good thing to do. I know that now. But Jezebel, Jezebel started talking to, uh, not Nakia, the real Jezebel, for real. Jezebel started talking and Elijah got scared. He got scared and he took off running. How many of you can relate to that part of that story? You know, God has done such incredible things for me and the, the voice of the enemy has come at different times and he said, you can't do this. You can't walk this out. What if they say this? What if they know this? Like I said, y'all know my business anyways. Um, so I don't really have that fear anymore. Amen. We took that from the enemy. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we did. We took, that, we took that, that ability of the enemy away. That's when things started to change too. When he didn't have that, that, that power over me, things began to change. But Elijah, he got scared and he took off running after seeing God do such incredible things. We find ourselves there, I think, the body of Christ does on a regular basis. That God does something great and then something different happens. Um, you know, I think that there were some people concerned when that revival broke out at that school. Um, I think that was the beginning of this year, the end of last year, whatever it was. There, was. there was fear that broke out in some people in the body of Christ, not knowing, because it's something we hadn't seen before, quite the way that we're used to seeing it. You know, God, when God comes... When God reveals himself, there's always some that there's a fear provoked. It's not right, but there's a fear that's provoked. That's not God's fault. Um, we know that. But I always look at that story. I'm like, what a moron. Elijah's a moron. I can't believe he did that. You know, God did all that incredible stuff. Uh, fire fell from heaven and consumed the offering. Uh, that's incredible. That's an amazing thing to be a witness to that. That's awesome. And then he ran. What a loser. And then the Lord is like, you do the same thing. And then he starts dropping stories like, you remember that time? I'm like, that's enough, Lord. We don't, we don't have to talk about that. I already know. You don't have to say anything. I already know. I know me. It's me. I know me. Like, Let's talk about David. No. <laughs> no, that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> Something I learned from Elijah in that time, though, is this, is that he ran, but the Lord took care of him. Amen? He ran but the Lord still met him. The Lord still was faithful to feed him. The Lord was still faithful to keep him uh, from being thirsty, which speaking of, I'm gonna take a drink. But the Lord was faithful and I found that he was still faithful in my life as well. He's still faithful. There is a brother, his name is Robert Johnson. Some of you know Robert Johnson. Some of you do not. He pastored a church in Blackwell. Revival broke out over there. Um, and I think this was probably in 2015, 2014 or 2015. I had fixed an iPad screen for the wife of a minister that was in town for a minister's conference. So I had to drop the iPad off at this minister's conference. Um, and I went and I was like hungry for a word. I was desperate. I'm like, I don't even care if it's right or not. I just want a word. You know, that's where I was, at, just to be right. 
That's where I was at. It's not good, but that's where I was at. I just need something right now. And I went to Robert Johnson. He gave me the most like unsatisfying word I think I've ever gotten in my life. Honestly, it was like, seriously, this was the word. He said, you're not going to understand this till way later, if at all. When he said that, immediately I'm like, this is going to (laughs) suck. I already know this is going to suck. He said, God desires to have a very unique relationship with you. And it will almost mirror the relationship that he had with Adam. And I was like, are you kidding me? Adam? Come on. It's like Pastor Ziggy prophesied over me one time. He said, your life's like Joseph. Like, are you serious? He got thrown in a pit. I don't want that. I don't want that word. That's not a good word. Is that supposed to encourage me? No, but Brother Robert Johnson, he said, you're going to relate to God's relationship with Adam. It's going to, his, he desires to relate to you in that, that very similar way. And he was right. I did not understand it. I mean, I read and read. I read it for years. I read it over and over and over and over. I'm like, I have no idea. That was a word that I had to put on the shelf. It's like, I'm just going to leave that alone. You know, it was, I think, the end of last year, beginning of this year, that God reminded me of that word. And he said, you know that word that I gave you? I'm like, oh, to be honest, I didn't know that it was actually you. (laughs) And he reminded me of the word. He, He took me back to that time. He said, that was a right word. And he said, this is how it's revealed. He said, do you remember when Adam and Eve sinned? I said, of course. That's why we're here in this condition right now. Obviously, I remember that. He said, do you remember what I did after Adam and Eve sinned? And I began to think about it. I began to think, yeah, I mean, things got crazy. You kicked them out of the garden and you put a couple angels there guarding it. And it got crazier and crazier after that. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, I remember what you did. He said, no, what I did right after. He said, right after Adam and Eve sinned, I went and did what I always do. I looked for Adam. And I, he took me to his word, and Pastor Ziggy's talked about this before. Let's go there. Genesis. I got to find it because I didn't prepare to do this, but. Man, and Adam and Eve, they had it so awesome, too. What'd you say? That's it. Thank you. So they ate the fruit, right? First Eve did, and then she gave it to her husband. No good. (laughs) And then verse 8 says, they, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. How many know that's not the first time that God walked in the garden in the cool of the day? That's something that, they did, that he did regular. You know why he did that regular? Because that was their thing. That was God's time with Adam. That was the, how they fellowshiped. That's how they related. That's how they, oh, we got the Bible working? Praise the Lord. See, he's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. <laughs> Amen. That wasn't the first time that he walked with Adam. He'd been walking with Adam. That had been happening. That's a regular thing. How many of you have regular fellowship with the Lord? He talks to you regular. You know what the Lord spoke to me? He said, what did I do? He said, I, walk, I went looking for Adam, just like I always do. And then it says this, verse 9, it says, The Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? 
You know, it wasn't that long ago that I heard the voice of God saying that very same thing to me. Where are you? You know what he was saying? Why aren't you where I've called you to be? This is what we do. This is how we walk. The only thing missing here is you. And I'm like, yeah, but Lord, I did this. And I said this. And they know this. And I feel this way. And he's like, so this is our thing. Immediately, I'm like, that word makes perfect sense to me. That word makes perfect sense. He desires to relate to me in that same way. He desires to relate to you in that same way. He desires to relate to you that it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been, how bad you feel about it. None of that matters. Yes, it sucks. It sucks to feel that way. It sucks to feel rejection and pain and anxiety and depression. All of that sucks, but we still have, as a believer, you have an obligation to believe. At the end of the day, you have to be a believer. You know what? If I ever find, if I ever found myself sick and on my deathbed to the very end, I'm going to believe that God is the healer. To the very end, to my dying breath, I'll believe that God is a healer. I mean, that's just fact. That's that's truth. That that's that's how we have to live. That's the faith walk. Amen. And I've told Ayla, I'm like, if we still got work to do, you better raise me up. You better be ready. We have that agreement with each other. Amen. Don't forget it. Better raise me up. The life insurance isn't that good. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But the Lord, he, 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 when he was speaking to me, that's what he was saying was, you need to come back to where I've called you to be. This is our place, the secret place. This is our place. Some of you have visited the secret place, but you need to make, make a home there. Amen. You know, I, the Bible talks about a prayer closet and we all need to go to that place, that prayer closet. You know, Twyla, she has a literal prayer closet. I don't know if you still do. You did at least. A literal prayer closet. Um, and that thing was cool too. When I'm thinking of that house over there, Cobblestone, that thing was cool. Um, we need to get to that place of prayer, into that place of fellowship. You know, you want to hear his voice. Everybody wants to hear his voice. Most of the time they want to hear it through pastor. It's like he's the guy that gives words. You know, most of the time I've found that if I've gotten a word from Pastor Ziggy, it's because I wasn't really in a very good place. It wasn't like a good thing to get a word from Pastor Ziggy. It always helped me. It was always right, but it was usually because my life was in some kind of mess. Something was off in my life. So sometimes I find comfort in the fact that I'm not getting a word. It's like, well, I'm hearing him. It's probably a good thing. Ayla and I talk about that sometimes. It's like, well, he didn't say anything about that. The Lord didn't say that through him, so I think we're probably all right. The Lord desires to walk with you, though, every single day, if you'll let him. If you'll let him. That's the fellowship that he desires to have with us. That's the fellowship that he's called us to. Everyday fellowship. Amen? Not Sunday and Wednesday. Amen? Not just Sunday and Wednesday. That's what I should say. Not just Sunday. Some of y'all don't even come on Wednesday. But you say you love your pastor. No. I'm not going to go there today. Pastor appreciation was last week. That was a message for last week. I'm just joking. I'm really just joking. That's not serious at all. You know, circumstance will attempt to rob you of your attention. A part of crucifying the flesh is denying circumstance the opportunity to rob you. You know, that's what's happening in the world right now is a whole lot of distraction. You know, and conspiracy theorists, they they all talk about it. They don't realize they're just as distracted as everybody else. That's what's happening in the world right now. It's a big distraction. COVID, distraction. Wars and rumors of wars, it's a distraction. That's why the Bible said that it was going to happen, so you don't have to wonder. It's going to happen. 
It's a distraction. It's a distraction from what he has to say to you today. You know, the, the Lord, some of you have been asking the, the Lord for a word. I can't remember who I gave this word to recently. I gave somebody a word recently. You want a word and he's trying to talk to you. And I'm not going to tell you anything about anything. You need to hear his voice. That's what he's saying to some of us today. It's not a, it's not a word from Pastor Ziggy that you need. It's not a word from Pastor that, that you need. Amen. You need to hear his voice. You need to hear what it is that he has to say on, on whatever it is that he has to say about. Amen. Whether it be Israel, let it be Israel. Whatever he has to say, let him say it. Let him speak it to you. You'll find freedom in that. You'll find freedom in knowing his word and knowing that he has a plan and purpose for your life. Amen. One word from God changes everything. Everything. Not one word from pastor changes everything. We, we like to think that sometimes. It's not one word through Miss Rhonda that changes everything. Our words are nothing. Our words are nothing. It's his word. Amen? It's his word. So what are you expecting today? Are you expecting more of the same? Church just like it always has been? You know, even when we go in, into seasons of revival, are you expecting revival just like always? Are you expecting, oh, we had a ha-ha service one time, so let's go ahead and have another one. I don't know about you, but I'm not, that's not enough for me. I need his direction. I need to hear his voice. I need to hear what he has to say. Your expectation cannot be tied to what you see, what you feel, what you hear, what your family is saying, what the news is saying, what your bank account is saying. Amen. Your bank account has been, I know your bank account has been trying to talk to you. I know it has. The grocery store, they've been trying to talk to you. I saw, I saw a meme that said, this weekend, we turned back our, our clocks, hopefully a time to when we could afford groceries. I laughed a little bit. I didn't share because I knew Hilda would be like, you have what you say. <laughs> you know, but I think here recently, we felt, we felt that a little bit. It's like, I went to Sam's. I bought some things of, uh, some cans of uh, Coke and Sprite and some diapers. And I went to check out, and it was like, I had, I think, three or four items. I think it was four items. I had four items, and it was $106. I was like, oh, Lord, I need you to do something here. $106? <laughs> Thank God we had the money to spend. I just didn't want to spend it. Not on that anyways. But what are you expecting? Are you expecting more of the same? Are you expecting, are you expecting the Lord to touch your finances on a regular basis? I know I am. I'm believing God to bring into my hand seed, just like our confession says, jobs and better jobs, amen, raises, bonuses, contracts, benefits, sales, and commissions. I'm believing for those things. I'm believing to see the sick healed, the lost saved. I'm believing to see the, the, the dead uh, raised, amen. That's a word from the Lord the Lord gave me in 2015, November of 2015. Is that, the, is that right? Something like that. Ayla told me that one time. She's like, you're a dead razor. The Lord spoke that through Pastor Ziggy in November of 2015. As a matter of fact, I have the recording. Here it is. And she played it. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> but I expect to see the dead raised in this season. I expect to see my family saved in this season. I expect to see your family saved in this season. I don't know if I got to talk to Andrew about this, but I believe that the Lord is bringing his family into the kingdom, that he's drawing them in, and he's going to use Andrew to, to, to bring them in. Amen. I believe that. Hopefully he listens to the recording because I don't think he's in here. I don't see him. But what are you expecting this today? Hopefully not more of the same. Not church just like we've always done it. Not worship just like we've always done it. 
Amen? Not the same message, not the same word. Don't sit in the same seat thinking that, I mean, that's kind of a silly example, but that, that's not my seat. You know, maybe we need to switch it up every now and then just to, just to remind ourselves, just to get out of our comfort zone. Maybe some of you need to come to the front during worship. Just get, it, get yourself out there. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you don't feel anything, just to, to put yourself in that place of doing something different. I'm going to do something different today. I'm, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to do something different. Amen. As long as you continue to let that come out of your life, the same thing is always. That's how your life is going to be. The same thing is always. Your relationship with your spouse, it can, all, it can be the same as it always is. Or you can have greater. But it's your choice. Amen. It's your choice. It is so easy to do the same thing. It's, it's, that's the easy choice. The easy choice is remaining the same, satisfied with far less than what the Lord has for you. That's the easy thing to do. The hard thing to do is to press in to receive what it is that he has for you. It's not an easy thing to do. That's a hard thing to do because it requires effort. It requires work. It, requi it, re it re requires you to be vulnerable, to be honest. Come on. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, about being honest. It's easy to come to church all dressed up and looking nice when you're a broken mess in reality. No, don't come to church. Don't come to church looking like a broken mess either. That's not good either. But what I'm saying, be honest. Don't try to pretend. Don't try to pre pretend like you have it all together. You don't have to have it all together. Amen. We have to put his word first. Pastor Ziggy's been talking about it. We got to put God first. We have to put his word first. We have to put his will first. You know, I have my will. My will is far different than what his will is. That's why every day I have to take my will and I have to give it to him. And I have to say, Lord, this is what I want to do, but I want what you have for me. I'm going to take what you have for me and I'm going to accomplish that. Uh, I'm going to run this race. And sometimes I do well and sometimes I suck real bad. Just like all y'all do. Amen. I think often of that testimony of Benny Hinn and, and Good, Morning, Good Morning Holy Spirit where they call him for dinner. They say, hey, Benny, dinner's done. Come eat. It's time to eat. And he goes to leave, and the Holy Spirit says, just five more minutes. You just have five. Can I just have five more minutes with you? The Lord desires to fellowship with you. Amen? You know what's lacking in, the, in your relationship with the Lord is not the Lord. You know, we're always trying to figure that out. we always like, I'm going to pray about this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out what's going on. You know what's wrong? You. We have to be honest with ourselves. You know, that's not a put down or anything like that. And that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be discouraging to anybody. Anybody that's striving and trying to get over there to the place. Because I don't know about you, but when I have toiled to get over there into the spirit, it has sucked so bad. Any, any, any advice was appreciated. Whatever, I mean, anything, whatever you have to offer, tell me, I'll try it. I will try it. Uh, there was times it's like, Ayla, how do you pray? I'm going to pray like Ayla prays and see if I get some of the same results. Anybody ever been there before? I'm going to pray those prayers that Pastor Ziggy's prayed. It's a good place to start. Just don't stay there. Don't stay in that place. You know, there's lots of talks about the last days and all that's happening in this world. And one thing that I think is awesome is that, you know, first days, last days, every days, every day is the same. He desires to fellowship with you. He desires to, he desires to speak with you. Amen? He desires to speak to you, to hear you, to, for you to hear him, to fellowship with you. You know, there are some people that have never heard the voice of God. I don't know what I'd do, to be honest. If I never heard him or sensed his presence or sensed his touch, if I never met him in the way that I met him, if I never s s saw his tangible presence manifested in my life, I don't know what I would do. 
But there are some that fall into that category. You know what? You have a responsibility as a believer to share that same experience with everybody you have in, that you come in contact with. That's the, that's, you know, that's the good news. That's the gospel. Um, I saw somebody talking about this, and I thought it was kind of silly too. But they were talking about mysteries, the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of the gospel. The only mystery that I've really found when it comes to the gospel is why we're not walking it out, why we're not functioning in it, why we're not fellowship. That's the real mystery. And that's, there are mysteries in the word. I, do, I understand that there are things that he hid for us to discover. There's revelation that he hid for us, especially for this season and time right now, uh, for us to discover, to walk, to walk out this, this life. But the, the only mystery that I've ever found in reading the word of God and reading the gospel um, in that way, being born again, being saved, is why am I not doing this? Why am I not, why am I not putting forth the effort? God, he's, he's literally done everything else for me. So I just have to say, you know what, Lord? Use me, speak to me, heal me, touch me, fill me, anoint me. Amen, we have to be honest with ourselves and let him speak to us and let him speak through us. Amen, but he desires to fellowship with you. He's tightening things up in, in your walk with him today. I believe what he's doing today is, is he's shining the light of his word on you and he's exposing the areas that are lacking his touch, that are lacking his presence, that are lacking his word, that are lacking his influence. We all have those areas in, of our, in our life. Nobody is exempt from this. Um, pastor Ziggy, who I think is the best preacher, the best pastor. I mean, when I think about ministers, and this isn't, he'll probably listen to this. This isn't for him though. I'm not saying that for this reason. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to communicate the level that I believe Pastor Ziggy is at. There are people that have huge platforms. He's a much better preacher, a much better pastor, a man of integrity like nobody else I know. Um, he's top notch. I mean, top notch, top, top notch, for real, top, best of the best. I don't, I've never met better. Amen. That's just how I feel about it. But that's how, that's how I feel about Pastor Ziggy, honestly. I know he's my uncle, but that's, that's a totally different thing. As my uncle, he's, he's a diff, it's a different thing. I had to learn that. I had to make that shift often. Um, but Pastor Ziggy, he, even him being the top, being, I would consider the best of the best of the best of the best. There are areas, if he examines his life, there are areas in his life that need adjustment. So he, nobody's exempt. Nobody. There are areas that we have to adjust. Regular. And I believe that's the season that we're in right now is adjusting. We're the Spirit of God is leading us. It's like a Holy Ghost chiropractor session. And when things come into alignment, things feel a whole lot better. Amen. But you know, sometimes they got to take your neck and they got to yank it real. F That's some of, where some of us are at right now. Amen. That's just the truth. He's got to make an adjustment. Sometimes it feels okay and sometimes it hurts, but at the end of the day, it's going to be all right. Amen. He's corrected things in me here lately that I never expected him to correct. I never expected him to, to begin to speak to me about some of the things that he's in. Some of the things, some of the things that I have done, he has spoken to me and told me to do. And he's come back here recently and said, I told you to do that one time. And I'm like, Lord, I, I've done that a lot more than one time. <laughs> I really messed up. He's like, it's all good. Just make the adjustment, fix it, take, fix that thing. Amen. But he desires to bring healing to us today, to bring wholeness to us today. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Does this make sense? Does it line up with what's kind of been working in your spirit, in your own spirits? Amen. I believe that he's bringing some direction. I felt like it was a little teachy today. 
Um, I didn't dig too far into the word, but I, I don't feel like I really got to preach like I thought I was going to. Um, amen. Amen. Stand up all over the place. And what I want you to do is I want you to lift your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray. Come on. Y'all know how to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're here and you're battling with sickness, I want you to come up here. And don't wait around either. Come up pretty quick. If you have sickness in your body, if there's anything that's working in your body, you know, if there's sickness, if there's pain, I want you to come. I believe the Lord just spoke to me and said, whatever it is that you're battling in regards to health, he's touching you today. I'm not believing God to just kind of touch you, to kind of fill you. I'm believing that whatever it is that you're battling, it, it ends today. Whatever sickness is operating in your body, it's done today. In the name of Jesus. Does anybody in line or not in line have a pain right now in their lower back in their hips lift your hands up right now if that's you wave your hands at me if that's you amen i'm gonna pray for you guys right now lord i curse that right now in jesus name i command that to go now in jesus name i thank you lord for doing it i thank you lord that pain has to go right now we curse it in jesus name Lord, I thank you for touching Lindsay right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. I command that pain to go. There has been a plan of the enemy to distract you, but the Lord says that you've kept your eyes on him. You don't always think that you've done a good job, but you've kept your eyes on him. And he is leading you and he is guiding you. You do hear his voice. You do. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The best days are not behind you. Your best days are definitely ahead. I know you're probably thinking, thank God. But that's, that's true. Your best days, you haven't missed out. You haven't missed out on not one single thing. He redeems the time. 
That's something Ayla tells me all the time, that he, he redeems the time. Amen. Your best days are ahead. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for that, Lord. I curse that trouble in the name of Jesus. Is this something that happens to you every so often? bothers you every so often Lord, we curse that right now in the name of Jesus and I thank you Lord for touching Andrea right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet we speak to that trouble in her back and in her hips we command that to go in Jesus name Lord I thank you for touching her right now for filling her in the name of Jesus I curse sickness in Jesus name I curse infirmity in Jesus name in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. All right, I'm going to hit the rest of you guys real quick. Well, not physically. Just clarify. Lift your hands up. Right now in Jesus' name. Now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Keep knocking. Don't stop knocking. You know his word. What's it say? If you knock what? The door will be opened. Don't stop knocking. If you seek him, you'll find him. If you seek him, you'll find him. And there's good news, he wants to be found. He's not hiding, he wants to be found. He's not withholding himself from you. You've thought that God would withhold himself from you. Like you've experienced in the natural, you've, you have thought that God would actually withhold himself from you because of your performance or your mindsets. He's not withholding anything from you. He's not keeping anything back from you. Not one thing in Jesus' name. I loose that to you. I thank you, Lord. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm just trying to make Ayla turn red. Lord, touch Ayla right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. I see the Lord touching your shoulders think you've told me you had any pain in your shoulders you may not have had any pain in your shoulders I see the Lord touching your shoulders I see him putting his hands on your shoulders and then lining up and everything else lining up as a result I thank you Lord for that I thank you Lord for touching Ava Lord fill her full of the Holy Ghost today from the top of her head to the soles of her feet Lord, fill her to overflow today in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord. Come help me pray. We'll pray for Don and Lynn. I think they're next. It's good to see you, Lynn. We're happy that you're here. I'm happy to see you. We've been praying for you. Maybe you got something to say. 
If you're not up here at the altar too, remain engaged, stretch your hands this way, pray, involve yourself somehow. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for touching Brother Don and Sister Lynn in Jesus' name. I thank you for anointing them and empowering them today. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for filling them to overflow today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord, we curse all the trouble right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come against that right now in Jesus' name. Lynn, do you have any pain in your knees? Don, do you have any pain in your knees? Amen. I know it seems kind of scattered, but I'm getting words of knowledge while we're up here. So we're going to just be obedient to the Spirit of God. I curse that trouble right now in Jesus' name. Lord, if you exposed it, it's because you intend to do something about it. So I thank you, Lord, for touching him right now in the name of Jesus. No more trouble. No more trouble. It's got to go right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we're not going to get all worked up about it. We already know your will. We know your word. And we receive it now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Lynn, I see, this is what I'm, I'm going to tell you what I see in my spirit. I see like clouds, like your head is up in like this foggy mist. And I see the Lord taking his hand and wiping that foggy mist away. I believe he's bringing clarity to you. Clarity in your thoughts, clarity, clarity in what you see. And Does that make sense to you? I believe he's bringing clarity to you today. Amen. That's a good word. That's what I saw, so that's what I'm going to say. Lord, we loose that in the name of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord, that you're doing that work. I thank you, Lord, that you're touching those places right now in Jesus' name. You're bringing clarity, Lord. You're bringing clarity, Lord. And Lord, I thank you. I rebuke anxiety that would try to come. I rebuke all anxiety that would try to come. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> We don't let that thing stay. If that exposes itself, we get rid of it. And it's exposed its head today, so we come into agreement with you. No more trouble in Jesus' name. No more trouble in the name of Jesus. Do you have something? No? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands up. Thank you, Jesus. Touch Rachel today from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Lord, fill her full to overflow today. Let the fire of God be poured out on her today. Now, right now, in the name of Jesus. It's kind of silly. This is what I, I'm going to tell you what I hear the Lord saying. I hear the Lord saying, Ready or not, here I come. He says, Ready or not, here I come. You better be. You better be prepared for this because you're about to have an encounter like you've never had before. He's about to demonstrate himself to you like you have never experienced before. The things that you have dreamed of, they're about to come to pass in your life. 
You've thought that your prayers have gone unheard and the Lord says he heard everyone and this is the season where you see those things come to pass. This is the season where you see your family saved, those lost loved ones. This is the season where those things come into alignment. And you've wondered, you've said, Lord, send someone, send someone. And he says, I am you. He says he's sending you out to do the work. That's why he said that, ready or not, here I come. Expect to see him demonstrate himself in your life. Every day, every single day. And when the enemy tries to lie to you and tell you something different, remind the enemy that you know the end of the story. He gets tossed into a lake of fire and you spend eternity with him in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I'm going to ask you this. It's going to seem weird for me to ask this. Are you serving the Lord with all your heart? Are you doing everything you can to serve him? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I believe he's taking you to a deeper place today. I believe that he's taking you further today. He's not leaving you to your own self because anytime he's ever done that with me, it's led to destruction, but he's carrying you forward into his plan and into his purpose in Jesus' name. Are you battling with sickness somewhere in your body? Where are you battling? What are you battling? Yeah, that's a lie. You know, sometimes doctors, they don't know that they lie, but they do. When they, tell, when they tell you something contrary to his word, they don't realize that they're lying, but they're lying. Anytime they give a voice to that, it's a lie. That's how you need to receive that. It's a lie. It's, that's contrary. Now, don't be dumb, but that's a, it's not true. It's not, that's not the truth of the word of God. Amen. So we curse that trouble right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for touching our sister right now in Jesus' name. Lord, every bit of trouble that's in her body, we come against it right now. And I thank you, Lord, for, for touching those places. Lord, we curse sickness and disease in Jesus' name. We curse it in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. He loves you. Of course, you know that. But he does. He loves you. He's got a good plan for you. Sickness isn't a part of that plan. Disease is not a part of that plan. It's not. It doesn't belong to you. It can try to make its home in you, but it can't stay. It has no choice. The Word of God says that we'll lay hands on the sick as believers and the sick shall recover. Absolutely, positively, without fail, you will recover in Jesus' name. And, that, and we're not talking about next week. We're not talking about two weeks from now. We're not talking about next month. Now, that begins now. That word is now. It's not later, it's now. It's not, I don't care what the doctor says. It's not the truth of, the, of his word. We reject it completely. We reject it. 
healing belongs to you. Health belongs to you. You know, you can walk the whole rest of your life in complete healing and wholeness. You know, sickness can try to come, but it doesn't have to stay. So we're in agreement with you. Today is your day. Today, not later. And don't even stress it, not even, not even a little bit. Don't stress it anymore. Don't even think about it. Anytime you think about it, reject it. Reject it. You want to say something? You look like you want to say something. Okay. Reject it. Any, anytime the enemy tries to remind you, well, you know what the doctor said. You know, he tried to do that to Ayla. So every time he did, we would reject it. I would remind her, the Lord would remind her, she would remind her body. It's not true. It's a lie. Amen. Amen. It's your day. This is your season. Amen. Thank you, Lord. For... Okay. Lift your hands up. Thank you, Lord. Lord hadn't forgotten any, not one single thing that he wants to do through you. Just because you hadn't heard anything here lately doesn't mean he's forgotten. He still has a plan and purpose for you. He still desires to use you, to lead you, to guide you by his spirit, and to use you to impact others too. He's not going to let you off the hook. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for touching him right now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would touch him, that you would fill him today. Anoint him today. In Jesus' name. So I was hoping I'd get to tell you this, but just because I know you, I was like, I bet Talisha's had some of these same thoughts, but um, I think it was last week I was talking to the Lord about some of the things that's been going on in the world and stuff in my prayers for Isaac. And I was like, Lord, I want him to have a full life. Like, can't you just hold off on, on this, all this for a little while? Like, cause people are like, Jesus is coming back. And I'm like, but what about Isaac? I want him to live a good life. And the Lord told me, are you telling me that the world has more to offer him than I do? Are you telling me that the world offers a fuller life than I do? And so I want to encourage you with that, with your children, that no matter what happens, if they have him, they're good. And that's what he encouraged me with. So I want to tell you that too. That is right on. Amen. Say it again. No, I'm just joking. Amen. Amen. Lord, touch Talisha today. Fill her full today. Of course, you know this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I'm going to declare this. You know, he's brought you a long ways, but he's going to take you even further. He didn't just bring you this far to drop you off. You have not arrived at your destination. He's still going to use you. He's still going to. He still has a plan for you. And in these last days, you're going to become even more aggressive to get the work done. I know you're already seeing that. You're already seeing that happen. I thank you for that, Lord. We lose it right now in Jesus' name. Lord, if there be any sickness, we curse it. I thank you, Lord. Sickness has to go not just in her, but in our whole family. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for touching them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Uh, Cedric, do you have any pain in your shoulders? No? Does anybody over here have pain in their shoulders? Lewis, come up here. Lift your hands up. 
Which shoulder is it? Amen. Lord, I curse that pain right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for touching that place right now. Lord, whatever the cause may be, whatever the reasoning behind it, we don't care, Lord. We know what your word says. Your word says that by your stripes, we were healed. So God, we receive healing today and we thank you, Lord, for touching Lewis's shoulder right now in Jesus' name. No more trouble, no more pain. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord. Huh? Shake it and may say to yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. Lord, we know the doctors have a plan. The doctors know what it is that they're gonna do or not do in this situation. But Lord, we know your plan. Your plan is is revealed to us already. You made provision for our healing. So Lord, I thank you for touching Raphael today from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, we curse sickness, we curse disease, we command it to go from his body. We command it to go not later, but now. No more trouble in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know that his body has a report. His body tries to tell him every day how he's gonna feel and what he's gonna do. But Lord, we believe the report of the Lord. The report of the Lord is this, you're well. You're well, you're healed, you're whole. You're set free in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you that your word is true and your word is good. We receive it in Jesus' name. I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Anna. Thank you, Lord, for touching her today. Thank you, Lord, for filling her today. Lord, if there be any trouble, Lord, we curse it right now in Jesus' name. We command it to go from her body. I thank you, Lord, for anointing her today. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for it. I thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for Gil. Lord, touch him today from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, I thank you for using him, for leading him, for guiding him. Lord, I pray. I pray right now in Jesus' name that you'd fill him full of the Holy Ghost to overflow. Lord, let every area of his life be touched by the power of your presence. Let every area of his life be touched by your power, your anointing, your grace. Lord, fill him today. Fill him today. Lord, fill him. If you're here and you're paying attention, stretch your hands towards Gil right now. I want you to say what I, what I just said. Fill him today. Fill him today in Jesus' name. Lord, fill him today. I don't care how you feel. I don't care if you feel like you got filled. He's filling you today. You know, David doesn't always feel in service. Hope you don't mind that I said that. David doesn't always feel like everybody else does. I'm sure if you ever talked to him about it, he talked to you about it then. 
he doesn't always feel the same things that everybody else does. It doesn't mean that it's not his plan. God's plan for you to experience him that way. But some people are different. Some people are built different. Don't be discouraged. He is filling you. It doesn't matter what you feel physically. He's filling you today. You're going to find more of him and less of you. When you go to open your mouth, his words are going to come out. You know, that's how I always know that God has changed something in me. It's not because I fell on the floor and because I experienced some sensation, but it's, it's when I go to open my mouth and something different than normal comes out. It's when something, when my response to something is different. We went to revival. I hit a deer on the way to revival. And it was, it was not a great time for me to hit a deer, just to be transparent. It wasn't a good time for anything negative to happen to me. <laughs> I was hanging on by a thread as it was. Um, and there, in that moment, I had to decide, am I, going to elect, am I going to let this keep me from my promise or am I going to move forward? So what I did, me and Cherie, we ripped that chunk of bumper off the car, tossed it off to the side of the road. We got in the car and we drove another 11 hours or 13 hours or something to, to revival in Ohio and the Lord transformed my life. Was, that's, that was a moment that I realized he had done something in me had nothing to do with the time that I spent on the floor. It had everything to do with the change that came as a result of my encounter with him. I believe that that's what he's doing in you today. You're going to find that you respond to things differently. You're going to find that you respond. The places that you used to find anger, you're going to find joy. Places that you used to find frustration, you're going to find more of him and less of you. Every area of your life, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Shake it, bake it, bake it. <laughs> Shelby, lift your hands. Lord, I thank you for touching Shelby right now in Jesus' name. Whatever the trouble is, Lord, we come into agreement and we believe your word. We believe your word. Lord, I curse anxiety. I command anxiety to go from her in the name of Jesus. I command it to go right now in Jesus' name. No more trouble. No more trouble. It's got to go. It's got to go. It's got to go. You have no place. You have no authority. And you can't stay. You're going today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have a good plan. Your plan isn't a plan of destruction. It's not a plan of trouble. It's not an anxious plan. You have a good plan. And that's the word that we receive in the name of Jesus. All anxiety, it's got to go from every area of your life. It has no, it has no authority. It has no business thing. It's got to go from, I don't care what anybody says. It has no place in your life. It's got to go today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I want to encourage you with this. If the Lord exposed it, it's because he plans to do something about it. It's not in the power and strength of your own might. It's because he desires to do something. He's touching that place today. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I come into agreement right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Would you want prayer for Yeah. Okay. All right, let's pray. Twisted her knee up. Lord, we curse that trouble in the name of Jesus and we command it to go. I thank you, Lord, that you're touching her knee. Lord, it's not, gonna, it's not just gonna get back to the place that it was, but better than it ever was. Lord, I pray that you would give Twyla new knees in Jesus' name. 
new knees in Jesus' name. We know you can do it. So we ask you, Lord, to do that today in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord. Stay with me. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. I got it, Teda. I got it. Yes, Ayla's got something she needs to say. Don't disconnect. Stay engaged. Oh, it's not even that late. <laughs> Anna, I want to tell you one more thing. Clarify, Anna. Anna Bias, she knows. Yeah. Well, I for the recording, that's why I want Okay. To but I want to tell you that under the radar doesn't mean under his radar. And it doesn't mean unnecessary. So I want to encourage you with that, that you're necessary in this house. Yes. And in my family, especially. <laughs> That's right. And that really is the truth. You matter. Every one of you do. Yes. Yes. Let me just look real quick. Jess, you got something to say? This didn't come from me. I'm not that wise. But something the Lord's stirring up in me that really helped me a long time ago with stress and worry, because we talked about these times, they can be stressful. The temptation comes. But something that the Lord really, really helped me with Francis Chan said in his book, Crazy Love, is stress tries to tell you God isn't powerful enough. He's not loving enough. He's not kind enough to take care of these things for you. That's not true. God is so good. We have to refocus. What did God say about you? How much does he love you? What did he do for you? He sent Jesus for you. He loves you so much. These things, this stress that's trying to come on you, it's a lie from the enemy. And then worry. Worry is trying to lie to you too and tell you these things that you're dealing with, they're exceptional, they're so big, they're so scary, they're so powerful. No, that's not true. Worry is lying to you too. God is powerful enough to take care of these things for you. These things are not bigger than him. They're not stronger than him. They cannot overtake you. He's already overtaken all of that for you. So when stress and worry are trying to lie to you like that, you have to stand up for yourself with God's word. What did God say to you? You have to combat it with that because he's already won that victory. So you just have to put it aside. Like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this. I don't have to put up with this. God already won the victory over those things. So I, I wanted to encourage all of you guys with that. Tell stress and worry to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That's such a good word. You know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about uh, while Jess was saying that, I was thinking about Job. And I so could relate to Job in that season where Job was saying, my greatest fear has come upon me. And we have this, this fear of being fearful that if we fear it, that it's going to come to pass in our lives. You know, you have more authority than that. Amen. Stress and worry, it's a lie. It's not true. It's a lie. Amen. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you guys for letting me preach to you today. Amen. I received that in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus' name. Yes, I'm about to. I'm about to take up the offering. Um, we're going to take up the tithing offering. I'm not going to say anything else uh, about it. Y'all know what to do. You guys are probably a bunch of givers. Andrew, I said something about you while you weren't in here. I forgot that you weren't going to be in here. I believe that in this season, I may have told you this, I can't remember. I believe in this season that you are going to have the greatest influence at winning your family to Jesus than ever before. I believe it's his desire and it's plan in his plan and he desires to use you to do it. I think that you've wondered at different times if you would be the one and I believe the Lord it says that you are. You're the one. Even if you're the only one, it's enough. Amen. Amen. So if you have a tithing offering, um, bring it and uh, we'll pray over it real quick. I'll pray as you bring it, Lord. I just pray that you would bless the offering. Bless all, all those that give. Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name. Lord, that you would, amen, increase us in Jesus' name. Increase your people. Lord, we believe that you're a God of increase. We just want to be like you. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We are about to get out of here. We're going to go, and maybe some of y'all will go too. Pastor Ziggy's preaching again tonight at 6 o'clock. Uh, we're excited. I know it's going to be awesome. It's only about two hours away. It's a pretty easy drive. So we'll head out this afternoon. Um, other than that, Pastor Ziggy will be back on Wednesday. All the usual stuff, like always, is happening this week. If you have questions, uh, talk to somebody. In Jesus' name, amen.